Hi everyone and welcome back to another Well Workplaces podcast. I'm Tom Bosner, the host, and today I'm joined by Dr. Natalie Flatt. How are you, Nat? Afternoon, Tom. I'm okay. Thinking happy thoughts. <laughs> no, just, just uh, yeah, busy morning. Um, yeah. Exhausted. It's only Tuesday, but it's still a long way to get through the week. But uh, look, yeah, pretty yeah. positive. You're here, you're here. I love it. Tuesday's a new Monday, I heard as well. So it's kind of like the day that everyone gets their shit together and starts thinking, all right, I really need to get cracking here. This morning, we've just done our updated strategy to the team at Pinnacle Health Group. So that was nice to get that done this morning. But yeah, it was all, I guess, on the topic of uh, being positive and all that kind of thing. There's this whole uh, good vibes only movement that we talked about or we've touched on sort of in between the last recording. And I thought it'd be a great topic to talk about, which is the whole concept of, I guess it's called toxic positivity. And I guess having been a very casual Instagram user now on and off for, for a number of years, it doesn't take much to see that particular hashtag good vibes only really get a good run and I think it's that whole you know idea of that constant pursuit of of happiness and perfection that we can get ourselves in a bit of a trap of that I see anyway so you're really interested to talk about just that whole topic of toxic positivity because I've got a feeling that as we talk about this today that I might be one of those toxic people that is always trying to be um optimistic and trying to spin a positive um, out of everything. So how about we start with toxic positivity and what, what do you think it is, Nat, and what's your experience with it? Oh, look, Tom, you really, if you look at the likes of social media, which we really saturated ourselves over, especially over the last couple of years, and the way it's perceived is that it is, it's that perfect image, it's that perfect shot, it's always people happy, it's always people smiling, and that does impact our own level of op. Oh, should I be so positive all the time or should I, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I positive like that all the time? So it can really lead to this false sense of self-imagery as well. And it can lead for people to go and to use those kind of slogans and just think happy thoughts all the time or that because that's what they must do. And don't worry, be happy and always look on the bright side and at least you've got A, B, C, D or it could be worse. Or as you said before, that good vibes only kind of style of um, statement that we have all those amazing mantras over over that time and from a positive psychology setting the, the aim was I always remember was those the cat with the holding of the thing like hang in there like that's probably really where I found that it I thought those memes yeah. started that we can still hang in there we've still got it if we think positive thoughts and all this amazing thing's going to happen to us and that law of attraction style and it has its merit all right not saying that it doesn't have its merit but when it becomes so toxic like it's like too much of a good thing can actually be bad that also applies for that positivity piece as well and that's what then leads into that toxic positivity where it, we want to maintain that positive mindset and exude only positive emotions and thoughts all the time particularly when things are really difficult and because we believe or we've probably even learnt and seen that that perception is that's how we're going to get ourselves out of a situation or because we think positive thoughts that you know that that whole law of attraction or that secret thing is, is going to come our way and the universe is going to hear us and but what ends up happening is that research is now showing that over time and if we keep ourselves within this incredibly positive and upbeat mindset it actually leads to higher levels of negative affect and lower levels of positive affect it leads to poorer social adjustment and it also then decreases our well-being and that's because that's been that link to the suppression of 
the rest of the emotions of that that is just part of normal human experience. I mentioned to you last week just to watch with Willow Perfect is that amazing Pixar show Inside Out. So hopefully people who are listening now have watched this and it's a great one for the kids. It's a great one for adolescents and it's really a great one just even for adults, which shows these the human um, emotions and how important each character is in, in, in normal. In this instance, it was, you know, tween to, to adolescent development and, and the trials and tribulations that come the way. And when you suppress something that it can lead to other areas that intend to blow up in these little islands that you see if, if everyone's seen the Pixar show. So super cute, but very great message there. It can be really harmful because when we are also insincere to ourselves and we force these thoughts upon us, it basically demystifies or delegitimizes those feelings of the anxiety and the fear and, and also hardship. And when you do have these feelings lifted up to you, it, it gives you that internalized core belief that you're the one that's inadequate, you're the one that's weak, you're the one that's defective. And I've worked with clients before that says, I'm having these emotions and these feelings and these thoughts. What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. That's part of the human experience. But what we don't want to happen is this level of judgment, which then can be linked to secondary emotions such as shame. And that can be very intense and incredibly maladaptive to some individuals. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a very like comprehensive way of explaining toxic positivity. I think it makes sense as well. I'm just going back to that really basic example of that social media sort of thing where you're maybe you're, you're sitting at night time and you're scrolling and you're seeing everyone having a, a great old time or you know whatever you, it's that fear of missing out as well and and also thinking that my life isn't as good as that and I guess yeah that, that's where it kind of lands where you're not acknowledging potentially all the feelings that you you might have if you are someone that's kind of always like oh it's all good is a statement that I would have used a lot and I still use if I'm being honest today you know when you're talking with people and it's like oh it's all good it's all good basically they're not listening potentially to the other person and I'm thinking then at the moment and especially with maybe the last couple of years there's been people that have seemingly coped better maybe than others or have been able to ride the wave of all the changes and things like that but there's probably some that are also in denial in that they've kept their you know their positive mindset going or at least externally going and that's got them through it so it obviously plays out in personal and professional relationships in in different ways how does it really play out in maybe like personal relationships do you think is it really just that there's one person that's presenting this really positive vibe sort of thing and then the other one the other person's maybe feeling like worse as a result is, is that yeah, what you it, see it all comes down to social comparison like we're social beings aren't we so we've clearly got this mm. idea from someone yep. else and in the media yet again in this time was all the people that were coming out like starting a side hustle and learning to bake the best bread and learning a new language mm. learning you know the best chef you're learning to you know <laughs> revamp themselves like with this you know, with exercise and with whatever they want. So there was all this stuff, which was great as a distraction. And some people took it very seriously, but others that may have come at a good time for them. Sometimes some people got revelations. So not dismissing the people that it did work for and not placing them in that toxic positivity circle, but that's not everyone. And some people, we all know mm. that we've got elevated levels of um, resilience. We all can learn differently. Some things are going to work better for other people. And some people have, again, had these epiphanies where life is simpler. And because life is simpler, they actually are genuinely happier. So we're not talking mm. about individuals. <laughs> about the individuals there where they felt like all they were doing was just chasing this kind of the sunlight and trying to get to that horizon mm. there. And that was where the pressure has really been built up for them. Now, that could be pressure to 
again, yes, maintain this amazing persona that I can do all this stuff and that can be, and if I put myself in this mindset, I can do it rather than actually asking themselves, how can I do it? So having that more interrogative self-talk rather than that positive declarative self-talk, like I can do it. This is going to be great. I am this, I am. That's fine, but we don't actually know how we're going to reach that. So that's the first thing. But also with work, like we we can never dismiss the fact that some people were able just to to really get used to that huge change and that huge adjustment. And a lot of companies are saying, no, okay, we'll do this and we're not going to skip a beat and we're going to keep on going and we're going to be productive. And it's like a coach, you know, keep going. I was at my son's athletics on the weekend and first trial and I was like, just look ahead, just keep on going, just look ahead, you'll get there. Don't look at anyone else, just look at you, just focus. And it was like, we just didn't want him to stop. It didn't matter that he couldn't breathe and just keep going. It's kind of similar to what we found ourselves in. Just keep going. The light's at the end of the tunnel. We're almost there. Mm. We're past the curve. We're out of this thing. We've just got to go another couple, couple of weeks. Just stay on the, Dan Andrews always, can, can, just stay online. Remember now? I think yeah, that yeah. pressure that people took and they got that mindset because they were just continually bombarded with that same positive statements. So they've kept those to go, mm. oh, just keep going, just keep going, a little bit like that Dora, just keep swimming. And when they have these other facets of emotion that's the normal experience, that's when they start to feel inadequate and ashamed and that they could be simply trying to get through the day without having a panic attack or crying. So that's where it can be really hard. It also is can be really difficult that those people that I talked about at the start were, were able to pivot, dare I say, and to have that resilience and to change their lifestyle. And when someone, it could even be their own friend, colleague, relative, uh, partner, whoever has, is saying, I, I'm trying to keep up with you or how do you do that? And then when they come and they do say something that is more traumatizing, more negative, we see people that will go, at least you've got this and just stay focused. You'll get back on your feet in no time, or there'll be something positive around the corner for you. It dismisses what they're then feeling like. So they can't again that that emotion that they've felt has actually been invalidated and that gives the message to them that oh I shouldn't be thinking like this so they then suppress it even more so it's it becomes a bit of a cycle there and it can become some lead, lead to some really maladaptive behavior traits mm. and, and yeah yeah I think as well in a workplace setting it's probably like and especially through the last year or so the relationship with your direct manager or your leader perhaps is those conversations really need to be happening with the leader having the the EQ to to be able to have a conversation about how someone's going and not brush it off with it's all good or whatever. So that's so their actual ability or, or their skill level is actually more in the listening and the summarizing and the uh, reading the cues, which is quite, quite subtle and very, I know it's been very hard for a lot of managers because it's all remote. Like how do you know some, how someone's going and how do you have a good combo through a video um, call or via the phone and really figure out those little cues. There's a few phrases up on the screen where we've got there's it's all good, there's um, which, yeah, I definitely say that one. Good vibes only. I genuinely don't say that ever and, until I wrote wrote up the, uh, the, the thing for this. So I'm, I'm glad I don't as well because I hate that saying. Looking on the bright side, like it's really natural, if I'm being honest, for me, if something really shit has happened, I immediately go, what can I learn from this? And also, how can I spin this into a positive? maybe selfishly to make myself instantly feel a bit better. But in a work environment, no doubt the response from your manager or leader is really important. Now, with some of these that we've got up on the screen, maybe from a workplace perspective, 
What do you think are the ones that kind of regularly playing out in the in the workplace or in the, the hybrid work? Look, I think all these can come up in conversation, like these toxic phrases, and we don't mean it, okay? So let's just start that. It, it, it is well-intentioned. We do want, what we want to do is just make someone feel better. And it's a trait that we just don't inherently want people to, to feel sad. And they believe that being happy is being productive. And therefore, if we make someone happy, then therefore they're going to be productive. And we know that isn't always the case as well. I think this is just a really good little signpost that you could potentially put up on your wellness intranet or, or somewhere that people can see and we do a lot of work around that whole EQ piece and identifying how people are feeling even through that one adjective started in a stand-up meeting just at the start of each week just to really gauge how people's weeks are or how they've been going and this allows people just not only to express how they're feeling so really being honest with themselves but showing that authentic piece as a leader and as a team that when someone is struggling to say you know like I know it's really hard right now guys I know we're trying to, to make this work I'd love that if you can, I appreciate, you know, you sharing this with me, but how else can we actually make this easier? So even it was interesting, you said before, Tom, that you want to shift yourself back into the positive area, but you're actually still being quite declarative with yourself because you're asking the word how and that's a really important piece on trying to get back on track and we would like to see that in workplaces we don't want to dwell in negativity we certainly want to acknowledge it and we want to feel the feels but we also want to have the, that solution focused piece on how we can recalibrate ourselves back to homeostasis to make ourselves feel more regulated and better to, to open up that cognitive processing at the same time so it is a bit of a fine balance and I know that you know that there's a lot of colleagues and, and leaders that really struggle about that but it is about that in that that self-compassion piece so there is a lot of work around the self-compassion theory where it says that, that positive self statements may contradict um, that individual's self you know view yeah. causing the, the statement um, or hold on to their you know original preconception of themselves they can be positive for some people but they can be really detrimental for others yeah. so like it's the easiest way to start it is not only for leaders to lead by example or to also practice this at home. When I start to feel really down or feel really stressed, what do I do? Do I actually just stop even for that moment and say, you know what, I'm going to reflect for one minute here. Oh, okay, that meeting was quite stressful or that was really overwhelming. Okay, so what am I going to do now? How can I feel like I can recalibrate? Can I go get a cup of tea? Can I go walk around the block? How can I make myself feel back to that level where I'm feeling more productive and I feel like I've processed that and worked through that? So it's important to acknowledge it, but it's also important not to dwell on it. And it's a great it's a great piece to teach your, your colleagues and it's also really good from a personal development stage that even leaders do try to practice this and we can all practice this at home and it just takes that one minute of reflection to say, how am I, how am I feeling right now? I like those self-checking. And that's going to be able just to increase your EQ to be able to manage that toxic positivity and then also just to be able to recognise and assist others, listening and validating them and then and providing those solution-focused strategies. And I always say if it all becomes too much, it's really interesting that when a lot of us have just gone through that automatic area of procrastination, we, we turn to our phone. And when we turn mm -hmm. to our phone to procrastinate what do we do we pick up social media and if we're not in the good mindset and we are looking at that kind of stuff that's actually not going to be really helpful for us right now so it's also about what's helping us by way of our behavior and if it all becomes that becomes too much either take a break take it off your phone and also then check in to say well now actually i feel better because i'm not comparing myself to someone across the globe that i don't even know who is things that's only a one percent snapshot of their life we all know that it's all a lie the brain and imagery can always play tricks on us so it's yeah if that's, if that's where your sensitivity lies get off it mm.
Yeah. Yeah, I had a really good couple of months. I think it was a year ago and I just deleted all my like normal social media just as a way of, I don't think I was comparing myself, but it was more just that I was using it as a, almost like a pacifier at nighttime. And we also had one of my, oh, my son was a lot younger and not sleeping. So I was just not getting sleep, then scrolling and, and procrastinating on social media. And it got to a point where I was like, this isn't working for me. So I'm just going to delete everything and just had the, one of the best one of the best months in terms of like mental clarity and that kind of thing. But I think with this toxic positivity kind of concept, I think for leaders, like we've talked about before, and it's something that we've just done in our management meetings and regular team meetings now is there's actually a check-in at the start and a check-in at the end. And it's got almost gotten to the point because there's multiple people in the team and you can use, we use this software called Mural and it's like an emoji type thing. And you basically put your, there's different emojis. You pick one, you put the star on it, and then you can kind of share why or what's going on. And I think as well, if you're leading the team or managing the team, perhaps if you can share open and honestly about what's going on. So even if you haven't had a great week, you just be really upfront with it. And we've found that to be really successful in a check-in at the start and the end. It's almost like an assessment on how the meeting's gone as well to then work out who needs more follow-up and who needs more touch points going forward. So yeah, it's a really interesting one though, isn't it? Because in, in your head, if you're someone that says, oh, it's all good and you're always trying to switch yourself into positive mode, really interesting that by doing that, you're probably in some ways not acknowledging all of the feelings that you could be experiencing at the time. Some really cool points there on just maintaining that self-check-in as well. I think that that's a winner for everyone going forward. Are there any other tips that you think we've missed there, Nat, or are you quite happy with yeah. that? It's, I think if you think about when you say like good times ahead, we, I know that we all missed out on, on those little things that, that really did fill our cup, dare I say, and did create that level of authentic positivity in our life. And that's probably a time where we can say good times ahead. What, what is ahead? So if you want to use those kind of statements, fill them with something that's part of you, not just have some empty statements because that's, that just leads just to a false understanding about what positivity is. So positivity is going to mean a few things for, for different people. So if you're going to say, think good vibes only, how am I going to get those good vibes? So it, it opens up just to exploring what does that mean for me? So some of those statements, you can personalize them and you can have that time where you are going to know good vibes only dot once I acknowledge all my other emotions, you know, stuff like yeah. that. They can have a bit of fun with those if that's something that gets through your day or puts a, a, a smile on your face, that's not bad but it's not about saying as soon as I start to feel this then I need to think this so it, you just got to be super careful with what's the purpose of those statements for you yeah mm, love it Matt action orientated as always um from you there love it yeah really good point on just like being careful with your words and making sure you're putting those if, if you are using them and putting actual some meat on the bones with yes. with what you're intending I guess from that that's great Nat thanks so much for your time today I know you're a busy woman so I'll let you go and um, we'll catch up again soon take care guys see ya thank you thanks for tuning in to another well workplaces podcast if you've loved the show it would be fantastic if you could leave us a review on apple podcasts or feel free to follow us on LinkedIn or Instagram and search Well Workplaces or my profile, Tom Bosner. The show is produced by Alice Hoyle and is made in my backyard cubby. If you would like to hear more about our exclusive events and more about the Well Workplaces community, 
feel free to email me directly at tom at wellworkplaces.com.au where I'd love you to tell me who I should interview in the future podcasts and also tell me what you've loved most about the show. This podcast is really built on community input and built on the aspiration of inspiring healthy change in every workplace. Thanks for listening.